Your edition of Realities may vary the podcast that meanders, but we do get where we're going sooner or later. I'm Brian Noonan. That's Cody Goff. Uh, we have decided, I guess, to match today. I didn't, uh, I didn't know a memo had been sent that it was Royal Blue T-shirt Day. More with, like with gold writing on it. Oh, <laughs> more like game set match. Let's go, dudes! Wow, you are you are fired up for a man who I was worried had uh, a rebound case of the vid. I think I do have a rebound case of the vid. My throat is constricting in on itself right now, but it oh doesn't hurt to talk any more than it hurts to just exist. So I figured I'd just still do the podcast. All right. Well, that's uh, we appreciate that your your dedication. This is the second time you've played uh, you've played hurt in the last month. Is it? Yeah, when you had the when you had the vid the first time you came in to make your PSA. Oh, interesting. Uh, mm. Do you know anybody else on this podcast that has told several stories about uh, medical issues issues they've recently had? I don't know. Do we have? Oh, let's see. Is that uh, what's with Cody's floating head? Is your head floating? I don't not, know what that means. Well, That's not a green shirt. The joke is that my shirt matches the background, but my shirt is much bluer than the purple. Oh yeah, background. no, you're you're uh yeah, you're standing out from the background quite uh, quite well. Yeah, I was making nice a thing. joke about all your your funny Listen, medical stories, but you looked like you were either distracted or that I offended. No, you, you can you didn't offend me. You confused me, and I thought maybe it was something in the chat, so I clicked over to the chat. That was uh, that was why. No, I'm not offended. I do I do always have medical stories, and I, you know, if you want, uh, I'll just uh, one sentence. My wrist is killing me today, so <sighs> there's my medical update for today. Um, I'm not even going to talk about the fact that I started physical therapy last week, uh, because that's you know, I'll wait till there's some torture torture to talk about. Well, along with my uh, continued COVIDness, I do have a pro tip for people. Uh, regarding COVID? No, just generally. Just a general and in general pro tip. All right. Well, I um I had a long day. I had a checkup at the doctor downtown. So I metroed downtown real early, did that, came back, all this stuff. So I get back midday. I'm very tired. And I'm like, oh, I don't want a Mountain Dew. Oh, but my throat hurts. But I don't feel like tea. I don't feel like tea with honey. I just don't no. want it. And my awesome. our nanny, my son's nanny, had had made coffee and so there was a french press there's about half a thing of coffee and she was like why don't you just put honey in your coffee have you done this brian i've never heard of this i poured myself a cup of coffee just black regular black coffee poured some honey in it maybe a tablespoon or two okay. and just a splash of creamer which i don't usually do we have some sweet creamer downstairs i'm usually a black coffee guy but a little bit of honey a little bit of creamer and a microwave it because it had been sitting out but microwave sure, sure. Like 90 seconds it kicked ass. Really? It was incredible. I was like, I did not think this. I, you know, I'm like, I'm a coffee and honey. Like, no, dude, give it a shot. All right, I'll do it tomorrow. It makes, I mean, it makes sense. We put sugar in coffee, some of us. Right. So the right. now, did it help your throat though? A little bit. Well, we're gonna see. So, and then you know, coming into this, I was like, God, my throat hurts a lot. And then I was like, yeah. is, I'm just gonna down water the whole time. I want to drink. So I poured myself a premixed old fashioned, oh. uh, that that fifth gear deal. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. But I dumped some honey on it first. Because <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I can't have a beer and dump honey in a beer. That's gross. There used to be a beer called Honey Brown uh, that I used to drink all the time, and it was really good. It was a little sweet. But uh, how's your old fashioned? 
can't taste the honey. I didn't really stir it, so it's probably just going to be probably sitting just floating at, the at the bottom. Yeah. You get a big glob of honey at the end. I have to go. I'll stop at Woodman's uh, Friday. I have to go back to Milwaukee to get some of that pre-mixed, pre-mixed um, old-fashioned. That'll I can be, hear so many cicadas. Can you really? Room. I can close the window. Is it distracting? <laughs> then I... Be honest. You're the pro, you're the podcast pro, which is going to lead me to one of the uh, things that I want to speak about. I don't care. I would actually really like for the chat to chime in and let us know. Yes, it, are the cicada? I... If the cicadas are distracting, I will close the window. I have the yeah. ceiling fan going, and it will also um, make it so we want to keep things moving along quite a bit. What the ceiling if, fan? If I, well, if I begin to sweat. If it gets, uh, you know, if it gets so hot in here that I can no longer, that I can no longer stand it, I have to, uh, I have to go. It has been, oh man, it's been a big week. A lot of things uh, happening. I, first of well, first of all, I'm glad you might not have it. I, I want you to be better. I, wor- I worried about uh, your COVID all week. So I'm glad uh, you're alive. That's good. Because you know, we never, we never talk until Tuesday nights or Monday nights at eight. Right. My my doctor today said I'll probably be coughing for months, is what she said. Really? Yeah. For months? Yeah. You're a long hauler? I I don't know. No one knows, Brian. I don't know. Did did I get no. COVID again? Did I get better and get it again? Do I still have COVID? Am yeah, I a did you never hauler? get rid of it? Is it a different cold that I got from Gen Con? Is it a new strain that came from Gen Con? The dragon yes. strain? Of course it's a new strain from Gen Con. We got to, you know, you have to figure... You have to figure in that room, some cosplaying cloak wearing weirdo had some sort of virus that they spat upon you with. Yeah, me. But, but the good news is, yeah, the good news is the uh, CDC is changing the guidelines again this week. They're doing away with the six foot social distance thing, which I think is wrong. I want everybody to always be six feet away from me. Sure. They're saying that uh, this this pertains to you if you are over sixty, or if you have underlying health conditions you are in the group that is most susceptible uh, still. So if you get it, uh, they're, they're saying you need to wear masks more so than other people. You need to protect yourself a little more than other people uh, because, uh, you know, even vaccinated, you are more at risk with this new strain. So there you go. They say the general public should wear masks indoors in about 50% of U.S. counties. Uh, people in, uh, with underlying conditions or above 60 should wear masks in 80% of the counties in the United States. However, there is no county map. So I don't know. And, uh, you know, so we're all just going to have to guess if you're in Will County, is that okay? If you're in Cook County, what if I go down to Sangamon County? Wait, also aren't counties gerrymandered to all hell? Sure they are. Well, those are no counties aren't the voting districts are. Oh, the, the counties, the, the, the counties are set. Counties yeah. don't change. The the congressional districts change. But that's a whole other story. Sure. So is. that's the that's the COVID update. I'm I gotta tell you, I am not I don't live in fear of the vid, but in the next month or so, I am going to be unbelievably careful. Not that it's going to help, but I do not want I do not want to get COVID and miss out on the trip. That's all. I just, I will not do it. Will not. So, all right, let's, uh, we both had uh, some trips this weekend. So let's, uh, let's start with Gen Con, which is always fun, as I lovingly have called it for over a decade, Nerdfest. Um, what are you eating? What are you having? A little something? 
Oh, okay, the glucose tablets. All right, so there was an indie. You were back in person for the first time in a few years, right? Yeah. Since, right. Uh, since 2019. Man, oh, man. Three years without hotels full of nerds. What did Indianapolis do? How did it survive? Well, How could they, the downtown area thrive without everybody trying to go to Subway and buy up all the Mountain Dew? Last year, they don't have Mountain Dew at Subway. Okay. They have do Coke they have products it? at Subway. Okay, I'm sorry. Ne name a fast food chain. I can tell you if they have Mountain Dew. Really? Mm-hmm. Burger King. No. Arby's. Not anymore, which is why I don't oh, eat Arby's no. anymore. In and out burger. That doesn't count. Why? It's a fast food establishment. Not really. White Castle. Oh, I don't really go to White Castles. Oh my gosh. I, I don't think I don't think they have Mountain Dew. Okay. That's a no. That's a no. Five guys? No Mountain Dew. Okay. Who does have Mountain Dew? Taco Bell. Ugh. What? That's why I always go to Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean, You're like, why do you? People are like, why do you like Taco Bell? Because they have Mountain Dew. That's why. Okay. Anyway. All right. So you didn't buy. All right. So <laughs> it's a pretty short list, Brian. Pretty much other Taco than, Bell. Other than uh, other than my obvious misstep about Mountain Dew at, <laughs> uh, and Subway, as I was just trying to paint some uh, weird uh, weird picture. How was Gen Con? Well, I helped you paint an even weirder picture. That would be even got weirder. And the fact that I named a number of uh, fast food establishments you went, uh, I don't know. Wendy's or is that not. Does it count. Wendy's okay. is not. Hardee's? Hardee's. I don't uh, I don't know Hardee's, actually. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I went, I tried to stump you. Yeah, you Beef did. Beefaroo? Beefaroo does have Mountain Dew. Ah, all right. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Steak and Shake. Did Rocky do Rocky Rococo Pizza? Is that a fast food place? In yeah, it's in Wisconsin. I figured since you were you know you grew up close to the border in Rockford, mm. you probably had a Rocky Rococo's Pizza I at some may, point. I may have been there. I know Pizza Hut's got the got the regular stuff. Mellow Yellow at Hardee's. Thank you, Mike, in the chat. And I believe I was uh, out. Uh, uh, Bocce Pizza has Mountain Dew in right. Chicago, which uh, not really fast food, but well, here we are. Um, Back to the matter at hand. Yeah. Last year, they did have like a hybrid Gen Con. But my friends and I specifically didn't go because we knew ahead of time that we'd be required to wear masks and they were going to have vaccination checks like before you go into certain rooms. And like, it just seemed, I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that nightmare. Like no one <laughs> likes wearing masks, right? It's annoying. It, I don't want to be wearing it for four days. And I didn't think that they would have the logistics figured out for the vaccine stuff. I was just like, they're going to have one dude at every door checking vaccine cards, oh, and it's just going to be a nightmare. Yep. So I don't know if that was the case last year or if it went smoothly, but this year you had to show a vaccine card at a vaccine-like confirmation station, and you can get a wristband, and oh, then wow. you have to wear the wristband for the whole weekend. So they branded you, basically. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we get there Wednesday night. It didn't even start till Thursday. It's Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. We get there Wednesday night. How many vaccine stations for a for an attend for an event that had more than fifty thousand attendees in downtown Indianapolis? Okay. How many vaccine check stations do you think there were where you could wait in line with up to let's say five or six actual attendants working at it 
But how many stations do you think they had for a 50,000-person event to check vaccine cards? What's the venue? The Indiana Convention Center, downtown Indianapolis. Gigantic Convention Center connected via Skywalk to a dozen hotels, most of which you have to get a room through the Gen Con registration system, which means that essentially at least four hotels are direct parts of the actual convention. And there are several events in Lucas Oil Stadium, which is connected underground through the convention center. Is that I didn't know that that it's connected underground. I love Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh yeah, I played games on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. All right, don't you don't get ahead of yourself. I'm still trying to (laughs) now. Did they have? I'm I'm looking for some hints. Were there any vaccine checkpoints at the hotels that were directly connected to this event? Nope. Then I'm going to go with four. Ooh. Ah, the price is wrong, Brian. Am I over or under? Very far over. Very, uh, wait, four is very far over for a 50,000-person event? Yep. One. Yep. They had one vaccine checkpoint? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, we crossed the skywalk from the Westin. Look over there, about 20 feet away. There's the door to the vaccine station. Ah, oh, there's the line. It's over here. The line wrapped around the entire convention center. You got to be. And this was the night before the event started. Oh, yeah, the night before. So that's only for the people showing up Wednesday. Oh, good. All right, listen. Listen, nerds. Uh, Maybe they need some grownups who aren't wizards to help uh, organize the event. Obviously, pixies and wizards don't know much about uh, crowd management. Yeah. How long did you stand in line? To be fair, it was pretty quick. It was probably about 40 to 45 minutes. But but if there had been four instead of one, that would have been 10 minutes. Might have been nice. Yeah. That would have been very nice. Yeah. Look, I don't know. It it's like and they could do it online, right? They could if the if you need to right. get a va- like just verify with uh online. That's what I did for my last employer. When I worked at okay. Discovery, they're like, hey, you got to be vaccinated by January 1st, 2022, or 21, whatever. You had to be vaccinated. Right. Send to a work picture there. of your card. No, it was the whole thing. You logged into a deal and you had to upload a document or something or connect it to like the Illinois government. I don't know. You, there was some yeah, system. Yeah, there were all kinds of things you could uh, where you could verify your uh, status, Gladys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they anyway. didn't want to do that. They wanted you to no. roll the dice and stand in line. No, so of course I'm immediately annoyed. But yes. to be fair, I kept the wristband on the whole weekend, and I didn't have to wait again. And the lines didn't seem as long after that night, except for a couple times. So I don't. That know. still is that's a nightmare. That's kind of dumb. It it's very dumb. That's why that's why I don't play games. Right there. Is that why? No, there's a lot of reasons, but that's <laughs> that's one. Re- I would have lost my mind. Hello, Cindy. Uh, I would have gone, uh, Christine. Welcome. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I couldn't, that would make me nuts because mm. there, especially now when there's so many ways, like you said, to submit beforehand or to be verified beforehand, you know, or if you know that every hotel is connected, then you have one at each hotel. How hard is it to put up a folding table with some cloaked nerds in fake, uh, whiz, you know, in fake Yoda ears to sit at a table? With a box Apparently of wristbands. Hard. I don't know. It's not very hard. I've just, I, ju- I just figured it out here, and I have only <laughs> heard about it three minutes ago. Yeah, and I'm well, not a, lo- I'm not a logistics guy. 
You know what I am? I'm a guy with some common sense. There you go. There you go. Well, I, you know, uh, so that, well, other than that, a hiccup. All I right. Mean, so it, you it, get, yeah. So you get your, now you're in, you got your wristband. You can run free. Yeah. It was, it was generally fine. And, uh, Good. you know, we did have to be, we did have to be masked the whole time, which did get to be annoying after seven to eight hours, as I'm sure many people oh, yeah. who work jobs that require that can relate to. You know, it's just some point you're just like, I just, I just want to go breathe for a little bit and not, it hurts my ears more than it bothers my throat. Honestly. Okay. The, the ears, like you, you gotta, yeah, the, gotta elastic, get the elastic behind the, uh, behind your ears does start to dig into you after a while. Yeah. I haven't gone anywhere where I've had to wear it that long, you know, like eight hours to me. School was the longest, but there'd be times when I'd, you know, if I was in the room alone, I'd take it off. If at lunch, I'd take it off. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So do, how did you end up on the field playing a game? What game was it? They had a, I mean, the whole field was just taken over by gaming tables. They had a big gaming library. You could sign up for events. I demoed a game called Oceans, and I demoed a, um, uh, which is part of like an evolutions game series. You like build fish that okay. make new species. Uh, his why oceans and then there was another game called super show which is a wrestling themed just a generic wrestling theme pro wrestling themed game that was kind of fun but nice yeah i got a couple of good pictures there but yeah well you know i mean there's not a lot of new stuff well there's not a ton of new stuff to report from the gen con this year saw a bunch of my high school friends played some games demoed some games but there is one notable i think event uh that occurred yeah you I'm sure you saw me tweet about this, Brian. This was the Dune Imperium North American Championship. Wow, I missed that tweet. You did? Uh, much to my chagrin now, I, it appears. Okay, so there's a quick story, but Dune, obviously the new Dune movie came out. Right. It, Timothy Chalamet. Right. There is an exceptionally good board game, strategy board game called Dune Imperium that has the license from the new films so for example batista's character like they use the the characters pictures for the for the you know for the actual like characters in the game in the, okay. the board game so <clears throat> it's been on for a couple of years it came out long before the dune movie but it's a really fun strategy board game and in my top three favorites partly because i often win against my friends ah all so, right <laughs> well that makes sense who would want a game that you can't win that's right. never going to be a favorite. Well, my friends are very good at strategy board games, and this one I just happen to be good at. So we found out when registering from events that there was would be was to be at Gen Con a Dune Imperium North American Championship Tournament. Ooh. So they had qualifiers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning. And then if you qualified, you would enter the semifinals and then go directly into the finals on Saturday afternoon. Oh, my goodness. I hope so, I, I hope this is going where I think it's going. Well, it's going somewhere. So it is going somewhere. I bought tickets to all the qualifiers because in my head, I'm like, well, if I lose Thursday, I'm going to qualify Friday. <laughs> I don't even know if that was legal or if they would have let me, but whatever. But I entered with a couple of my friends and I played Friday. I played Thursday and I qualified. Did you play against your friends or strangers? Strangers, strangers. So it, it's, okay. it's, it's ideally a four player game, but you can play with two to th two to four. Um, so I played at a table of four and only the winner of the game would advance. So, you know, it's, you're not, yeah. you know, certainly not guaranteed, but yeah, I crushed the first round. I'm like, let's go, dude. Let's go to the semis. 
Is there is there smack talk at Gen Con among the uh, among the participants in a big Dune board battle? No, it's very respectful. Very respectful. Oh. All right. The way that people get angry, yeah, well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, so, I, well, this okay. quarterfinal, the, the 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 qualifying match was fun. Like people were a little more low key, like kind of chill, kind of chatty, you know, just like we're having a good time. We'd like to get the sure. tournament, whatever. Well, <clears throat> semifinals run around roll around Saturday, and uh, I get in a board. There were only nine people showed up for the semifinals. Weirdly, so if you well, one of my friends actually qualified and had to leave because his mom's apartment flooded, so we had to go drive oh, and okay. help. So yeah, some stuff went down, and you know, cons get busy, people can't stay the whole time, all that stuff. So nine people, so that meant they had three boards of three, and the winners would go to the final round. So okay. semifinals, I'm in this three-person game, and it was uh, not a light-hearted atmosphere. Really. Yeah, we're talking. Like, is it? Is this all dudes? Yo, oh, I, 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 I knew actually, the answer, was, but I just wanted to ask if there was like one lone woman there who was there like, was, uh, there okay. was, there was one lone woman at the adjacent table. Yeah, oh, table next to mine. So, uh, the, the game, one of the games next to us, ended in like forty-five minutes, crazy fast, like crazy fast. The other game ends like a half hour later. Our game went the longest; it was like a full two hours, and man. Jeez. So, Brian, you talk about trash talk. So their way of, like, having fun is not trash talking, and their way of trying to win isn't trash talking. Their way of trying to win is arguing about rules. And <laughs> one of the three guys at our table tried twice to argue the rules with the designer of the game. Who yeah, that was makes on, sense. Who was on site. Literally, the, <laughs> the game's creator was there, and he's like, yeah, no, this is the rule. He's like, well, are you sure? He's like, I made the game. <laughs> Like, but you didn't answer my question. Are I, you sure? I didn't ask if you made the game. I asked if this rule is correct, sir. Yeah. Good day to you. Uh, and people would would are friendly. Like if you forget to take a resource when you have a card that does a bunch of stuff, they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, don't forget to take your resource or whatever." You're like, "Oh, hey, thanks." Like, it's very convivial. Con con convivial is that a word? All right. Yes, that is a word. Well, I won the semifinal. Oh my. So I advanced to the oh, final. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now is this, do they move the table to the 50 yard line and get lights going? Is there a fanfare and all sorts of things happening? Sadly, this game was not at Lucas Oil. This was in the oh. end of a convention center, but yeah. Rats. So they've got a little trophy they put there. Dune, Dune <laughs> Imperium North American Championship, like champion. Uh, and I sit down with these two dudes. One's probably like five years older than me. One is five years younger at least. And we were off to the races and uh, we get to meet the game's creator. He's, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I love your game. I love it. It's just so great. And we're just, we're just jamming along and it was close. It was very close. And then we get near the end that uh, there's three ways to score points in the game. Two ways are on the board. Essentially you make alliances with other like factions in the Dune universe or you have military conquests. So those are all the board spaces. And then occasionally, certain card combinations will allow you to buy victory points in certain special situations, which are the vast minority of points in the game. Okay. We enter the last turn, and the, whoever goes first each turn shifts. So I took the first turn. I got to go first in the last round. 
And I went first and I put down my thing and I had the board on lockdown and I was guaranteed two victory points. I, I had like, I had nine. I was tied with another guy with nine. Another dude had eight. I had two victory points. I was going to advance. There was no way on the board for this guy to get two points. It was Unless impossible. he faked a seizure. Unless he faked a seizure. And that is the story of how I no uh <laughs> of how I was robbed I was of robbed. my rightful place yeah um so I put the cards down and I'm like I've got this we go around a couple times it is clearly obvious I am going to win this game I'm about to have the most points and Check then the guy mate the guy gets an amazing amazing luck of the draw and gets two points also, which ties us ties for first place. Oh my. And the other guy slides in at 10 points. So it goes 11, 11 to 10. And at the end of that round, because at least one player had passed the 10 point threshold, they that is the game end. Oh, which okay. Means no more rounds occur. It is the game end. And the tiebreaker rules say that whoever has more spice resource wins. Oh. And the other guy had like four times more spice than me. Oh, dude, you was robbed. Did you flip the table over? I did. I, this, all right, good. At least you at least you stood up for yourself. And you then I peed on it. And then I urinated all over it. Yeah, oh, they're lucky you didn't uh, drop trial and take a dump on it. Yeah. Or set it on fire. Well, I was going to drop trial and dump on it, but I hadn't eaten in three days, so. Okay. Now, was the other guy gracious, or did he strut? Uh, I mean, everybody, I was, <laughs> I was. You were not a gracious loser, were you? I'll, I'll, I'll describe the scene in a second, but needless to say, you are looking at the would-be Dune Imperium North American oh. champion, uh, if not for tiebreaker rules. But... <sighs> Look, that's about as close as it is literally as close as you can get to winning. Now, let me ask you this, just uh, just from the cursory description you've given of this game. You had the board locked down for a couple rounds. How many if they had kept drawing with nothing, how long would could it have gone with you holding that spot? It really couldn't have. Um, essentially, there's like nine or 10 combat cards in the game and each yeah. round a card gets drawn and you kind of fight for it so the, the final combat card had been drawn so at that point there couldn't have been another combat um but it was the end of the game so it it uh it was it was very unfortunate and in fact the guy that won yeah it doesn't matter so uh he was pretty gracious but i was just not happy uh the no. other guy was very unhappy he's like oh i should so you know we're kicking ourselves but, but the thing was like there was no way visibly anywhere in the playing area or in anyone's cards that he could do this. So yeah. in my head, I had one, like it yes. was over, um, which is why it came as such a shock, you know? Uh, but you do know, do you think he cheated? I don't. And I replayed the last round in my head about a hundred times. There is literally nothing I could have done luck or skill wise to have won at that point because of this card combination he had. There's literally no way I could have won. So <sighs> I, you know, I can't kick myself that much. So, so we get done. And so he handed me like, so he got the trophy and then me and the other guy. So they had like a, um, you know, like a plastic, uh, holder of, a, a sign basically that said Dune Imperium North American championship. He took it out. It was double-sided. He gave us each like a 
piece of paper that says like the championship and has like the logo. He's like, here's your consolation prize. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, but so at this, so my buddy Ryan, so I get up and my buddy Ryan's standing there. I'm like, how long were you there watching? And he was there for like three rounds, but I was oh so into, I was yeah. so into it. I just didn't even know. <laughs> so he's all like nice. that focus. He's all nice to me. My friends are down in the Westin Hotel lobby where we were staying. They're all eating Thai food in one of the conference rooms off the lobby because they decided to get dinner before I was done. They didn't want to wait for me. It, it, gets well, that's hard nice. to, it gets hard to get food in downtown Indy during Gen Con anytime after five. Okay. So I get it. They didn't want to wait two hours. But I, I, I walk with Ryan back. I walk right past that conference room because I know I'm about to be relentlessly trolled. We blow by the conference room. I go straight up to my room and I have an edible. Because <laughs> I was just like, I need to calm down. Yes. This is a tough defeat. It is. And I was like, I told Ryan at the, at the time, I'm like, I literally will like call this a victory in like two days or I'll feel good about it right now. I do not feel yeah. good about it. <laughs> yeah. You, you dedicated a lot of time at the con the convention to play this game. You did. Sounds like you did well. Mm -hmm. And you had victory within your grasp. I tied for a North American. Like I don't compete. I mean, I, I'm a kind of competitive person. I like to win board games, but like Brian, I'm not that good at anything. You seem to be good at this game. I know. It's like the one thing I'm good at. Like you so, had it. You had it. I know. I know. Uh, well, I'm sorry. You, uh, sorry. You came in second or tied for first. I'm going to say tied for first. Yeah. I see tiebreaker rule. They should have, there should be something other than the, the spice, but you, do you know that going in? Do you know that that's the deal? Uh, yes, I was, I, cause I knew this, the second he put those two cards down, I looked and I said, you won. And oh, he was he had like, spice. Well, yeah. And he's like, well, not if you have blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't, you literally won. And I swore a couple of times, but I, I wasn't like a jerk about it. And I'm like, right. like, they were good games, right? At the end of every game, okay. I'm like, dude, good game. Like it was close. All the games were close. They were all really fun. It's a fun game. If you're a strategy board gamer or, you know, strategy board gamers, I cannot recommend this game enough. And okay. by strategy board game, I mean, if you like board games that take an hour to explain the rules and then two hours to play, <laughs> but it only takes a couple hours. It only takes a couple right. hours. It's not like a six hour game. Okay. I, I love this game. Dune Imperium. Look it up. Dune Imperium. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I, you know, congrats on making it as far as you did. Uh, you almost were the king of uh, Nerdfest. Thank you. Did your friends in fact troll you afterwards? Oh, ruthlessly. Despite the fact that they weren't, uh, that they, that you beat them constantly. Yeah, that's probably mm -hmm. why. Probably. Because I <laughs> think you got brought down a peg. You didn't get brought down a peg. You just had an unfortunate spice. Uh, now you know you got to stockpile that spice, right? No matter yeah. what. Can you do that? The problem, and this is when I replayed in my head, the last turn when I went first, there's a board space that you have to pay like six spice to, to buy. That board space is what ensured my combat victory. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. Like, even if 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 I had taken the other space that kind of gave him the cards he needed, he would have then used his spice because he had like 15 to, to, to buy, buy that, that. And then he would have gotten the combat victory. So again, it was it total checkmate. Total checkmate. Unbelievable. No way out of it. Do you have you ever I gotta ask you, Brian? So have yes. you ever like 
the dynamic of Gen Con changed radically because I was so focused on the competition aspect of it. Okay. The, the more relaxing part. Have you ever done something like that was more of a hobby or something you enjoyed doing or a profession that like you, like, have you ever been in a stand up competition? When I first began stand up, I did a few contests and I realized I, one, I wasn't good at them. I didn't like them because I, I wasn't good at them because you have to be very brief. It's they're really good for people who do one liners mm. or very short bits. And I tell stories like, for example, that the pot story that I tell now at the end of the is about eight or nine minutes. So it's hard to do a minute and a half in a contest. Like I'm doing a showcase tomorrow night, just a, a showcase at Zany's and I'm doing, I think 10 to 15 minutes, which is okay. It's not a contest or anything, but in a contest where you get two minutes, I just, I, I'm not good. So to answer your question, I've done them way, 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 way long time ago. Do not like them. That's nice. You learn pretty quick that you're just like, it's not for me. Yeah. It's, you know, every, but you know, everybody's got their own gig. So uh, did you like it better now that you were competing or do you like it better when you are just, um, going kind of for fun and bopping around from thing to thing. I oh, wanted man. to win. Don't lie. You wanted I, that. Trophy. I did. I desperately wanted to win. I desperate. I, I planned my whole weekend around it. There were around winning. Yeah. Cause you gave up a lot of stuff to be at this, to be in this competition. Yeah. Well, any, any other event that I saw that I was interested in, like I was double booking myself with doing Imperium qualifiers. And I'm like, I don't know what events I'll actually be able to attend. Cause I need to qualify. Like I need to get in. Um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I really hope they do it again next year. And I, I, cool. I will revolve my whole Gen Con around it because the, I mean, the qualifier was the most fun match by a mile. Okay. Cause people just were ch more chill. Like, and yeah. there, were, there were stakes, but they weren't like death, like life and death stakes. Right. It wasn't immediate. It's the, the ultimate prize is way out of sight at that point. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was it was one of the it was one of the, it was such a fun game. Like it yeah, it's it's a really well constructed game because it's if you know how to play it right and you know the strategies, it's very, very hard to run away with a victory. Okay. All the games were within a point. All of them. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, just really close. So uh yeah, I'll I'll do it again. I'm gonna Did you do get it to again. ask the creator questions about the game at all? Was he was it, it, I'm assuming it was a he watching I, yeah. the finals? <laughs> <laughs> Shocking, I know. Uh, another male board gamer. He, they weren't really watching our game. They kind of like walked by a few times, but they, the that publisher has a few other games. I okay. could have talked to him more. I didn't really have a lot to ask. I more just said like, "This is the this is probably my favorite board game. It's super well designed. Like, thank you for making it. Nice. Like, you know, I just want you know, I play a lot of games and it, you know, whatever. I don't know. He." He didn't seem like super flattered. He was just kind of like, oh, hey, thanks. He's pretty chill about it. But I, yeah. I did get a chance to express like. Well, that's good. My, yeah, my gratitude for a really well-designed game. So now do you spend the next year doing nothing but playing this game and formulating a million different strategies? Is is this going to be like uh, your, uh, what was the what was the Netflix show? The Queen's Gambit? Is this going to be your Dune Gambit that you will just work on nonstop until, <laughs> until next August? That'd be silly, Brian. I'm obviously going to learn how to count cards. Yes, you and Rain Man. Maybe you learn to cheat better.
I maybe you palm that, a couple too. cards. I, I thought about that too. Maybe you palm just, some spice. I'm just like, what could I have snuck by someone? You got to bring more spice, spice, baby. So much spice. Word to your competitors. Wow. Well, live and learn. <laughs> Other than that, did you have fun? More like live and lose. Other than am you're right? crushing. Well, I didn't want to say that. That would have been <laughs> spirited. I'm grabbing my gonna... my fan remote is right here. Did you? Uh, there he there he goes. He's so crushed. I don't wait, say. Wait, wait, wait. wait, did I what? Did I what? Nothing. I said you walked away. You were so crushed. I, did. I don't Turn think you need to be. Feet. I don't think you should be crushed. I think uh, I think it sounds like you made a valiant effort. While you while you did not prevail, you did not fail fully. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not not spectacularly anyway. But yeah, oh, that thank was me. Cindy, Cindy tossing me a nice compliment. Uh, I was on TMWTMJ last night for the yeah. big show. Let's yeah. talk about that. How was that? No, that was fine. It was, I was, you know, I hadn't uh, been up there in a while. Nobody had been going on vacation. So it was nice. I had to go up early because there was a, uh, the CEO of Good Karma Brands is very transparent. And so they do this thing called 12 questions and, um, then after everybody submits all their stuff and they go through all the data, he has he comes in and talks about what the findings were. So there was that. So I went in. So it was fine. And it was nice to be back in the radio station. I worked with a new producer, a young uh, young kid who was, uh, was very nice and uh, not afraid to jump in. And we just, you know, I did a very I did a serious topic right out of the box just to get my bona fides in. And then it was the usual me, you know arguing with people because I'm not a cop and somebody texting in at 8.15, turned off your station. <laughs> Boo-hoo. You know what? I did too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, but it, it was fun. We had a good time. The show went fast and uh, hopefully I'll be back. I got to, that's why I have to go back because we're going through at WTMJ what we went through twice at the old place. They're moving. The whole station is moving oh. because when Good Karma Brands uh, bought W bought WTMJ from Scripps. They also bought the uh, sports station and another station, a country station that they then turned into the truth, which is a talk station with um, aimed at African-American audiences in Milwaukee and the surrounding areas. So the truth is doing very well. Then they have an ESPN station uh, and WTMJ. So now the all three radio stations and the home office of Good Karma Brands are moving from the old building up on Capitol Drive where we shared the building for years. We were both owned by Scripps, the TV station and the radio station. Scripps sold off the radio stations, so we got to skedaddle out of that building. And by skedaddle, it's been a few years. So it's not, you know, <laughs> but they're building. They're down we're in downtown and they're building a studio, something like the Showcase Studio. Right. So there's a huge food hall in this avenue place with a bar and shuffleboard and food and all kinds of stuff. And so this big new studio will be visible to everybody. So tomorrow or Friday and Monday, they, you know, they put out a thing mandatory. You got to come for uh, a tour and that's when you'll get your ID and your key fobs and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going back to Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, so there, it's funny cause I'm, I'm, I'm listening to everybody talk and I'm like, oh yeah, we went through this twice. <laughs> uh, this is not fun. It's going to be a nightmare. And they're, and they're kind of doing it like when we moved from the tower to the other building, 
where some of the departments are starting to move over to the new place, but the content team is still at the old place mm. and things are getting, things are getting closer to the big move, but it's, um, so it's, it's exciting and it was fun to be back in the building. And, um, you know, it was nice. There were people who were like, when I went to the meeting, some of the other on-air people were happy to see me. And, uh, that was that. Others but, weren't. Yeah. I, I don't know how the new boss felt one way or another. Uh, hopefully, he, hopefully he takes a shine to me, but, uh, but we'll see. I was, uh, I, I am though thinking of moving to Wisconsin, not because, not because I'm taking a job anywhere. Cause I got gas a dollar a gallon cheaper yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. A, do that. a dollar a gallon cheaper Thanks, just Pritzker. across the border, right at Woodman's. Cause I was stopping to get, so I get to, I, I'm driving up and I'm like, I'm going to get gas. Cause when I worked in Kenosha, couple of weeks ago gas was cheap mm -hmm. so i get to woodman's oh man I, I was so happy to fill up then i went over and i decide i'm going to get some beer and smuggle it back so i got a little spotted cow and some uh, lakefront brewing stuff put it in the car so i don't know if they're ever going to stop me at the border and see if i'm smuggling new glarus across but if they do oh well did you um, look for the fifth gear no that's why i said i forgot so now friday i'm going up again Yes. So Friday, I will swing by Woodman's, and yes. I'm going to treat myself to a bottle of pre-made Old Fashions to drink on the way home. Wait, no. That that part's probably not true. That's definitely not true. <laughs> it might be. Dude, uh, uh, I, we did some research this year and found out that the hotel at Gen Con where we were staying added mini fridges to the rooms. Really? So I brought a bunch of beers, and I got to try Revolution's new crop of Deepwood series. How were they? I had Coconut Death. Thunder How was Shaker. that one? That's the one I was the most uh, curious about. I gave my friend Ryan a sip of the, I poured him a little bit of the coconut death. And I said, what do you think? He said, I think this is the best beer I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I gotta get some of that. Now he's, right. he, he lives in Iowa and I don't think he's been exposed to as much revolution or goose as we have. Yeah. But he does like that type of beer and he loved the coconut. I liked the coconut for me. It was the, um, uh, not the uh, not the Thundertaker, but the other one, the third one. I can't remember the name of it. Is incredible. Like they're so good. If you if you yeah. find and look the Deepwood series now the cans are gold, so they look different. Okay, they changed the art style on the on the uh, things, but it's nice. You, yeah, they're good. And you know, you mentioned the radio station move. I gotta ask: Have you walked by? Have you been by Tribune Tower lately? Um, no, I have not. I've been down. I was, I'm trying to think cause I've been downtown and I drove past the new building, but I didn't go past the tower. Is the no. tower, the tower's still there, right? Tower's fine. I walked by today and, uh, you know, like past the main entrance, if you're going North on Michigan, there's that like alcove where there yes. used to be another entrance. Yeah. There was a, a statue in there and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. They put this hideous, like reflective box like box frame around it it looks awful i hate it i almost took a picture and tweeted this is stupid and you're stupid if you like it i was so mad i was so mad awful. yeah it's well uh, you know, it's probably high-end art for the all the high-end people that are going to buy their condos there it's morons for like chance, chance the rapper it's morons for artistically bankrupt people is chance living there yeah, he was, I think, one of the first people to buy. Ooh. Mr. The Rapper, as Debbie called him. More like Chance Crap. Wow. 
coming down hard on CDR. Why? Why the hatred for Chase? I don't. I don't know anything about him. I'm just mad about tribute. I know he's everywhere. Tribute. Yeah, there's nothing. There, there's nothing left. Like from, is that bleh, Is the area where the showcase studio even there anymore, or is there's that a, a retail space now? They still have a wrap around it that says like, "Come spend all your money here," because <laughs> everyone has so much disposable income these days. Sure really? they do. Inflation. Do. Let's go. Inflation. Dude. Inflatio. Uh, I'm glad I'd. Wow. Wow. An what? oral joke. Nothing. Um, <laughs> I did find out. So I'm leaving the the new the new places in. It's called the Avenue in Milwaukee. So you're you park in like a municipal lot that's connected to this building. And I'm leaving yesterday, and I see one of the producers, one of the sports producers, and he's kind of just wandering around. And there had been a comment made in the meeting, something about his car. And because people were talking about parking at the new place, same thing, you know, we had the lot at GN and then we moved and nobody had a lot. It's the same, hmm. the, the old building radio city, they call it that building has a giant parking lot and everybody, just everybody parks and it's behind a secured gate. And so you felt very, very uh, safe. Well, I guess uh, this one sports producer one time had parked his car outside the fence and it was stolen. Then he gets it back. It was not in great condition, but he had it fixed and it was parked at his apartment and it was stolen again. Yesterday, he's walking around in the parking lot and I go, hey man, are you lost? He goes, my car's gone again. His car was stolen for the third time. There is a group of people in Milwaukee that has been dubbed the Kia boys that are stealing Kias from all over the city. I guess it's it's been happening for a while. So this was the now his car was stolen from a lot where you would have to then go down and buy a ticket and pay the max amount because it's you know it's a municipal thing. So you had to have you had to either pull a ticket or have a QR code to get in and to get out. So somebody had to uh you know, somebody had to pay to steal his car too, and all his stuff was in there, his backpack and uh, um, his his computer. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, why Kia? I don't know. Nobody seems to know. Nobody seems to know why um, why the Kias are are doing it. Um, there is a YouTube documentary called The Kia Boys, and um, if you go, it's done by Fox Six Milwaukee. There's uh so it's a real thing that these these masked young urban toughs are stealing Kias. Maybe because yeah. like maybe because they can all be like hacked with the same like like they know the they know how to do it, right? How to like maybe how to hotwire it or whatever, it's easy or something, or they just got the process down. So like, oh I know how to get that one. You just like beep beep boop, cool, stolen. Well, one of the, yeah, one of the kids who was busted because he was in the YouTube video was 17. Uh, Stole a 2021 Hyundai Elantra, which is not a Kia, but uh, they call themselves the Kia boys anyway. Wow. So, yeah, that's, I told Debbie, oh, we can't, uh, you can't drive up there. She and Molly both have Kia Souls. Can't do it. So. I mean, like, but really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, plus, I got to think, you get your car stolen once. And it comes back. It's like that scene from the uh, the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, where they steal his Prius 
And when the cops bring it back, they say that the bums had an orgy in it. Um, after your car is stolen once, you don't want it back. When it's stolen a second time, you definitely it's time to get rid of it. When it's third time, don't even don't even bother. I'll just take the insurance money. I know it's it, you know trying to find a used car or anything now is impossible, but you can't keep taking the same getting the same car back and then having to have it all fixed up again just so some Yahoo steals it. Used cars not affordable anymore. No, because there's a, such a shortage of them. You know, it's uh, I don't know if you've heard this, Cody. There's a supply chain problem. That's not the issue, Brian. The issue is nobody wants to work. Oh, I heard that too. Malcolm Gladwell said that nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to stay home. Oh, no. Malcolm Gladwell said that it's lame to stay home because it means what are you doing with your life? That from a guy who works at home. Yeah. Yeah. So Does he have kids? I don't know. I'm guessing no. I'm guessing no. Or he's a terrible father because could someone, be, could be that. someone put that on LinkedIn and I said, here's what I'm doing with my life. It's being able to get up from my desk if I need a break at work, walking in the next room and seeing my two-year-old son who I Setting things on fire. Who's setting things on fire. Who otherwise I would have to not see him. I would see him three hours a night and that would be my involvement in his life. And that would suck. So I'm happy. I'm way happier seeing him than my weird office mate. It's like, yeah, did you see the game last night? <laughs> Everybody go back to the Do office. You, have you ever actually worked with somebody like that? I've never worked with anyone because I don't want to work anymore. You can't well, get that's, me to. That's, I know, because you're lazy. You just want to stay home. Mm -hmm. I would much rather work. It was strange going back after doing shows from home for two years to go back into the building. Yeah. I was like, oh, they were like, do you want to see the board again? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, just run me through real quick. They go, because you you like to hit your own spots and stuff, right? I said, Yeah. All right. Here's the here's the the commercials. Here's the text. Here's the phone. Here's your mic. Like, all right, let's go to work. Let's do it. Um, I went to uh Peoria, the jewel of the Midwest, Saturday. What? I did. I took a road trip because I was working on a project. Um and it was so I'm going down there and, you know, Molly, Molly has a, a penchant for asking for unusual, making unusual requests of me. So I guess while they were down in North Carolina, I don't guess I know. While they were down in North Carolina, they found this place called the Chicken Salad Chick. It's a restaurant uh, carry out and they make chicken salad, uh, all different kinds of chicken salad. Okay. So one day uh, last week, there, Molly's over, and they're looking. They're just talking about chicken salad, Debbie and Molly. I guess when they were down there doing cleaning out Debbie's mom's house, they had lunch there four times in a week. Yeah, they're. I don't know. I. It's like really okay, chicken salad. It's chicken salad. You yeah. Know? Uh, not Chinese chicken salad. Just chicken salad. Chicken salad. All different kinds of chicken salad, Cody. Um, well, how many different kinds of chicken salad? Well, there's the original chicken salad there's something called we got a buffalo chicken salad ah. we got uh the dixie chick which is loaded with onions we got one that had ranch bacon and something else that was the the frisky frolic or something um so and then let's see what else what other chicken salad did i get because i had to get a cut they gave me a list all right, so 
It's the chicken salad chicken. It's a chicken salad restaurant. Let me see if I can find the uh, the full menu. They make pimento cheese. They make spicy pimento cheese. Um, and then they uh, they have so ours didn't have fruit or nuts in it. But then they have a lot of chicken salad that has fruits and nuts in it. You know, they have many, many different kinds. Now, the closest, it's mostly in the South and the Southeast. The, um, so Molly is looking at this thing one day and she goes, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, there's one in East Peoria. Maybe we should drive down there one day. And I, being dumb, was like, oh, I'm going to Peoria on Saturday. Oh, <laughs> will you pick up some chicken salad? Now, let's go back. There's the classic Carol. There's Olivia's Old South. Lauren's Lemon Basil. The Dixie Chick. Um, that's the only one with onions. The Sassy Ooh. Scotty. That's the one that the other one they had me get with ranch, bacon, and shredded cheddar cheese. The Barbecue. Uh, hickory smoked barbecue flavored chicken salad. There's the buffalo chicken salad. Then there's the fancy Nancy, the fruity Fran, the cranberry Kelly, the buffalo Barclay, the jalapeno Holly, the kicking Kaylin. So that's a lot of different chicken salads. Three, six, seven, ten, a dozen. There's a dozen different kinds of chicken salad. What did you get? All right. So uh, Friday, I'm out. I was doing an event. And I come back and there's a list on the table. And I said, what's this? And Debbie goes, oh, that's the list. And they had the hours. They had everything on this piece of paper. If you're done in time, they're open till seven. So you could go. And if you see something for yourself, go ahead and get it. I'm like, oh, gee, how sweet of you to allow me to get something for myself. So we got a, I got I got four different kinds of chicken salad, pimento cheese, and um, and a little spicy pimento cheese. And then Molly goes, uh, they give away these little butter cookies with when you buy a meal there. Ask them if they if they have them. And I was like, do you guys have the mini cookies? Oh yeah. So they gave. I said, how do you? Get it? Oh, we sell them by. You can buy them individually or in sixes. I go, give me a dozen. Well, they gave me like twenty five of these cookies. The, pe the people there were so nice. The women, because it's, so, you know, uh, Craig and this guy, Dan, they they came in because I told them I had to go get this chicken salad. And they're like, we got to see this. We got to see what this whole chicken salad thing is about. Uh, and we they're watching in Target and the woman says, oh, are you from Chicago? She picked something up. And I said, yeah, you know, but my wife and daughter had this in North Carolina. And the other girl was like, oh, yeah, we're real big in the South. I'm like, okay. So they're they're putting my order together, and she goes, "You want some crackers?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." They give me like a giant bag of crackers, a giant bag of these cookies, and then she goes, "Do you want some ice?" I'm like, "Yeah." I had a cooler in the car. I was gonna stop and get a bag of ice. She comes out with two big Ziploc bags full of ice. What? And, yeah. So I, you know, I'm like, "Oh, good," that, because it was a hundred degrees. This will at least get me to the gas station before all my chicken salad spoils. Um, I threw a little something. Uh, a wow. Casual, a yeah, yeah. It was great. Listen, it was fantastic uh, customer service. So I call and I called Debbie and Molly and I said, all right, I got that. I'm on my way. I said, I'm going to be home about 730. You can go ahead and eat dinner. You know, you don't have to wait for me. And they're like, we're waiting for the chicken salad. So they were like, they were like, 
hungry dogs waiting at the door as I pulled into the garage. You have the chicken salad? <laughs> Molly, Molly comes running out, grabs the cooler, goes inside, and starts, you know, she she comes here and she thinks it's uh, she's at a restaurant. She like yeah. just sits down at her place. She's ready to eat. She's like, I'm like, how about help it? You know, I got to go to the bathroom. I've been in the car. I, you know, um, so the, we start having the, the chicken salad, I will say was very good, except I'm eating the chicken salad and I'm like, mm, I bit into something. I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh, it's tarnished because I bit into a bone in this chicken salad. Nope. Was my temporary crown. <laughs> Came right out. Boop. What? I'm like, what the, I take it. I'm like, oh, it's my crown. And I had, and it's chicken salad. There was no chunks. There was no celery. It was the, I don't know how it sucked the crown right out of my mouth. Um, but that was that. So that was, uh, that was the chicken salad. Uh, that was the, the chicken salad deal. And, and you were mentioning coffee before I went to a place, uh, an independent coffee shop in Peoria uh, owned and staffed by Colombians who use only the best Colombian coffee. And I yeah. had what could have been the best coffee I've ever had. I had a coconut latte. Oh, and it came in a, came in a beautiful guy. And then they, for the first time ever in my life, they did the leaf with the foam. It was so pretty. I, I didn't even take a picture. I was like, this is so beautiful. And then I wolfed it down. It was delicious. Wait, the first time in your life. Yeah, because normally if I get fancy coffee somewhere, it's at Starbucks, and it's just in a cup with a lid on it. This oh. was in this was in a big you know coffee cup, and the woman brought it to the table and served it to me, and it was just lovely. You've never had the leaf on the coffee cup, never, never. Because you, like I said, I'm either getting it in the car so it has a cap on it. I don't. I've never sat like in a place and had them bring me a beautiful uh, cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, so yes, this was, this was quite, the Colombians know how to do it. Dude. I don't want to make any joke, but uh, you know, that's it. There's a, there's a good uh, Christmas present. If you're ever thinking about buying me Christmas presents in uh, August. Always. Is uh, I love being a good coffee. I, I was like the other day, I, maybe it was when I was downtown Chicago. I saw some signs for, there was some coffee shop at Union Station, I think. It was like, we proudly brew Intelligentsia coffee. Oh, everybody proudly brews Intelligentsia coffee. I got to be honest. I don't like Intelligentsia coffee. I don't think they're a good roaster. And they're like the Chicago roaster. It's, oh, everybody says it. Oh, yeah, they love it. I don't dark Matters any, is another one that uh, everybody talks about. I'll take some Dark Matter, but I don't like Intelligentsia. And, that, and that's not to say the beer's made from Intelligentsia coffee are not good. Because I think that Cafe Death and I think Goose has worked with Intelligentsia before. The beer's fantastic. Yeah, the yeah. coffee itself, just I, they don't do it for me. Like, I'll take any roaster anywhere else in the country, but Intelligentsia, basically. All right, you uh, you mock me. Tom says he's never had a leaf drawn in his foam either. Never had it served to me. Uh, Mike likes Two Brothers Coffee. Two I've Brothers never had their, good. their beer is really good. The beer's amazing. Uh, and Lynn loves, Lynn loves the chicken salad chick. They uh they have a ch they have the chain in Georgia yes Georgia all through all through the South you know everywhere you can't you can't have other choice in the South but you can choose your chicken salad <laughs> that should be that should be their slogan the only place in the South where you still have choice well I mean that checks out you can't choose to not be raided by the FBI <laughs> oh man I this is uh this is gonna play out nicely. 
I enjoyed I enjoyed some of the idiots today uh, in Congress yelling about defunding the FBI. How dare they? <laughs> some of the Congress, some of Republican Congress uh, idiots. Didn't Trump appoint the director of the FBI? Yes, okay. yes he did. Okay. Yes, he did. Um, and, you know, listen, there's no way the DOJ went into this without complete confidence that they knew what they were going after and that it was there. Somebody had to rat him out because they're not going to risk this for just a fishing expedition. They're go they went in knowing it was there. They went in with no leaks. Nobody said anything about that. This never got out. They didn't, they didn't tell the secret service till 45 minutes before the FBI arrived. And they took them in quietly. Nobody knew they were there. Boom. That was that. So this is this is something. Because they're not they're not gonna do this on a whim. You know, first a judge first they had to get it past uh the head of the DOJ. He had to sign off on it. Then the FBI had to sign off on it. Then a federal judge had to sign the warrant. And there you go. There you go. So it'll be exciting. It will be exciting. I uh I have to I have to uh, tell you one. Uh, oh, hold on, Gidget. Gidget is very sad. She's outside the door. She okay. Can't kill her. She can't come you, in you, the room. You can hook her. Up. I'll get her. I'll get her in a minute. Okay. Um. All right. Hold on. Let me get her. You. Yeah. Because if uh, I don't, she's gonna whine. She's, she's old. She's gonna fine. come in here and sit in her new chair and lay on her new bed. I'll talk amongst myself. I look. I want to keep it a positive episode, so I'll say this while Brian's away, so it doesn't become a topic. But I have, I did not enjoy. Like I haven't been able to enjoy any of news about government the last like three days because of the IRS deal. I know, like but you the, that, be quiet that big Democrat deal they signed. Mostly, got to be really quiet. Great. IRS agents, not a fan. So I'm, I'm like so annoyed by that that I like I don't even care about the raid and any of that stuff. You don't care about the raid. No, I'm or you're mad that they're you're mad that they're hiring more IRS agents. I'm so mad about that. Like, I'm not because they're good. They're going to be just looking at these corporations. They're not going to look at you and me. They're are you the kidding me? They're not hiring any of them to come after the middle class. Are you serious? No. no. You don't no. think they're going to have so much? No, I no. I, and I'm not going to tempt fate by by commenting on it. Uh, okay. But no, all I right. don't think I don't think they're no. I think all the extra ones are going to be used for all these corporations that never have to pay. Now people are going to be, uh, you know, they're going to need, but you don't need 79,000 agents to investigate Amazon and Google or Facebook right. or the 20 billionaires out there. Like there aren't 79,000 multi-billionaires avoiding taxes. No, but there have been, there's been a shortage of agents and stuff. Listen, I don't, Here's the thing, Cody. If you don't file taxes and you get paid in cash, nobody knows you're on the grid. So mm. quit whining about it. Just figure out a different way to beat the system. You know? Okay. Yeah, how's that working out? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I held up a, a physical Bitcoin that I have for those listening to the audio version. Of Worth this. probably about as much as the... <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Oh, there goes $50,000. You're oh. funny, Cody. How much is it? <laughs> Sorry, you were saying Did it drop? No. All right. Well, at least you go into NFTs. It's above 22. I'm not getting into NFTs. No, you can't get into NFTs. There's it's it's above 22. NFTs. We're good. We're right. good. I'm, I'm still up. Do you have a line, uh, a, a demarcation line where you're no. going to just dump or you're no. staying in? You're in no. for the long haul. Mm -hmm. 
You're hoping your unborn child will inherit it someday. I have, I have cashed, I have cashed out at a net gain from my initial crypto investments. I'm pretty ah, sure. Okay. So I, anything, anything after this is gravy. So I'll. You gotta like gravy. Out. Everybody loves gravy. Gravy's good, especially in a chicken salad. I would have gotten the cranberry one. Really, you're a berry guy. I like cranberries in my chicken salad. Not me. I am. I am old school. My mom always made a very good chicken salad, and um, it didn't have uh, didn't really have anything in it other than chicken. So that's kind of like this original one. All they had was the all they had was chicken. So that's kind of what uh, that's kind of what I went with. Yeah, I I know there's people who like uh, nuts. This one has food. One has Fuji apples, grapes, and pecans. One has Fuji apples, grapes, and pineapple. And one has sweetened cranberries and slivered almonds. Ooh. That sounds like, okay to me. I don't want anything crunchy in my chicken salad. So no no to the almonds for me. See, and I like a little crunch, but this was fine without it. Um I don't know. Buffalo sauce, ranch, bacon, shredded cheddar, cheese, jalapenos, and sriracha. That might be good. Maybe Mike wants to know if you're going to invest in metaverse real estate. Hmm. I'll think about it. All right. Listen, you're, you're the kind of guy you do that stuff right now, though. You are a, uh, you're a podcast guru. You lead people, you, you educate them on how to have pod successful podcasts and you post things on LinkedIn and wouldn't you know that I happen to see those and listen to those uh, edicts? Mm. And I think to myself, this is very interesting. This is probably something uh, we should be doing. <laughs> because, you know, I would like this. To, this we're doing okay. We're doing all right. Getting good grades. Uh, but I'm like, oh, I could make it a little better. So, yeah, just so you know. I, it was especially... Taken by your, you need structure in your podcast to be successful. I think that was a week or so ago that you posted that one. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I thought to myself, huh, maybe we should try to have a little more structure in this thing. Now, I know part of our charm is our freewheeling antics. Right. Are our freewheeling antics. So I don't want to get too structured. Comedy podcasts are different. We're, we're listed as comedy, right? Yes, we are. No, we're listed <laughs> political social influencers. Ah, there you deep, go. Deep thinkers. I think I put us down as a, you know, a, a think tank. No, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you work with me, for me, or I work for you, don't listen to this show because it's not <laughs> what I tell people to do. But It is just, not. It is the exact opposite of what you tell people to do. Why is he giving other people advice? It's part of what makes it fun. Look, we what we should gen, actually genuinely do is we should have some Deep Woods beer and okay. sit and have a couple drinks, brainstorm on the whiteboard. <gasps> you have I the whiteboard, don't you? It's in my garage, you? yeah. I know. Because Roger right. saved it from the station and then- yeah. yeah. And then I put it in my garage, and I'm sure my wife is thrilled about that. So, so that's a piece of broadcast history. It is. It's Someday certainly... Dave Plyer is going to ask us if he can put that in the museum. And we oh. will say, yes, you can have the whiteboard. 
My wife we'll, will say, yes, you can have the whiteboard. Yes, and we'll look back at all the pictures we took of the whiteboard and we'll find the best rundown and we will combine it into the ultimate whiteboard and then we will donate it to the Museum of Broadcast uh, Communications. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'll um, hang it right over one of the stalls. Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, uh, we, so we you, yeah, you, sit down and get some, have a couple beers and just brainstorm on the whiteboard, uh, some ideas for segments and then build a show out of it. And then we'll have that be our structure moving forward. But as, as you mentioned at the start of this, uh, brought this, this, this show that we're doing, we don't talk outside of this show. No, we don't, you know, a couple texts here and there, if something pops up, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, but it's always personal stuff. Then it's like, Oh, how are you feeling? Or, What's going on with the baby or uh, can you babysit and do you want a tricycle? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to drink beer? Um, but yeah, we, you know, so yeah, I'm not, listen, I'm not, I don't want it to be, you know, scripted out. I don't, I don't want to lose all the freewheeling fun that we have. I'm just like, all right, how do we, uh, you know, and this, th this is why we have the, this is why we have these discussions during the show because we don't talk <laughs> We don't talk while we're not doing the show. So it's like, oh, I've got you in a, I've got you as a captive audience now. So uh we're gonna let's uh, let's get that done before I call the Kia boys and they head over to your house. I don't have a Kia. We're letting the audience in on our planning conversation. So get this, this is oh. BTS, friends. BTS. Here's what we're gonna hold on, pull out my calendar right now. Here's what we'll do, Brian. So All so right. actually in two weeks, we won't have a show. Two weeks, we won't have a show. Yeah, so, so next week, we're Monday as usual, August 15th, right. live recording, same as Correct. we usually do. I'll probably be a couple minutes late because I got to put my kid to bed. Sure. The week of August 22nd and 26th, I'm going to be at Podcast Movement in Dallas. Ooh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dallas, Texas. My first time in Texas. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Everything is bigger in Texas. Dallas is fun. Do yourself a favor if you can break away and shoot over to Fort Worth for a while. That's more, if you want to see any cowboy, if you have any interest in like the West, Fort Worth is where you go. I'm interested in, well, I don't know what I'm interested in, but I'm going to be in a hotel full of podcasters. This is exciting. It's not, it may be nerdier and sweatier and grosser than Gen Con. Yeah, because everybody had see at least at Gen Con there's a there's one niche audience mm -hmm. of gamers. Everybody has a podcast, and what is is this just business? I know I'm not I know you're going for business, but is is it a convention for anybody who has a podcast? What's the deal? It is. Some of the complaints in the past have been that it's a very broadly defined convention because you can go and have like. You can go to a session about how to monetize your show that has 50,000 listeners, or you can go to a thing that's like, how do I upload to Apple? Like, which you don't upload to Apple, but you know what I mean? Like, so it's <laughs> right. just very like across the board. So you kind of have to like be very picky about the tracks you choose. There are enough industry tracks to where I'll be, you know, getting a lot from it. And also networking. Are you presenting? Or I'm not, I'm not, no, I, I presented virtually last year with, yeah, uh, I remember that's why I asked. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, uh, no, I'm not presenting, but I will network, but like, you know how you never want to be at a party with a bunch of improvisers. Yes. yes. Brian, what do you think are the chances that I want to be at a party with a bunch of podcasters? Oh, 
you're going to be doing a million interviews. You're going to be guesting on everybody's podcast. <laughs> everybody's going to have uh, wild ideas. There's going to be, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear how many hundreds of true crime podcasts are going to be there. Um, oh my God. I know Gidget's very excited about any pet podcasts that you might have, uh, that you might run into. Now it sounds like it could be do and now, this isn't is this the one where sometimes successful podcasts come and they do episodes from there? Does anybody really, broadcast from there? They do a lot they don't do a lot of live shows. I guess Paris Hilton is DJing one of the parties. Dude. Yes, that's you, pretty You're going to party hard. Mark Cuban's going to be there speaking. All right. I like book him. him. Book him for this. Okay. Yeah. Mark Cuban's not how funny would that be if Mark Cuban showed up on realities may vary that would that would be that would be great what would we ask him uh <laughs> <laughs> what kind of chicken salad would you have yeah oh, that, would, that be would be the first that's the first question what kind of chicken salad that would be such a good podcast <laughs> people would I would love dude let's do it chicken oh, salad? I, okay stop talking <clears throat> okay I'll book him <laughs> Right. I don't want to laugh as hard as I laughed at the clam bed. Oh, is there any progress on the clam bed? No, my wife now just wants to get a generic, just any, she's like, let's just find a nice bunk bed. I'm like, what happened to the bus? She's yeah, like, well, what happened to the bus? Well, it's hard. It's expensive. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, right. Look, so, so we're just going to have a regular bed? Not the or clam? the clam shell. We're, we're thinking I about the clam. Put the clam. <laughs> I am always thinking about the clam. I know. <laughs> Oh, we can't been thinking about the clam. Well, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you Labor Day weekend. You are gonna see me that day, but you will be. Uh, you'll be busy. I'll be busy, so we can't you'll be really hosting, talk. You'll be hosting a party. I can't really. All right. Well, maybe the week before Labor Day. Okay. You can come over, or we can meet at a bar or somewhere. We can do a little brainstorm because then I will have gone to podcast movement. Yes. Gotten some ideas. Good had a couple days to digest we'll do our show august 29th and then that week maybe we can hook something up let's talk maybe we could do 29th uh together somewhere oh, like a live podcast yeah well we're doing it we do it live here how do we do that i don't know it, it, we'd have to figure it out so we could all yeah. sit on we could sit on your uh your avita perone uh deck I have enough microphones to do it pretty easily. I love how in depth this planning has become. This yes. has got to be riveting. So this is how this is actually how this works, listener. Uh -huh. Like it, we're doing it live. This is yeah. There's there's nothing. All right, we'll we'll get all these uh, things. So things may things may change a little bit. Uh, Tom says don't don't structure. I love how uh, you just feed uh, feed the flow of the conversation. We will still do that. But maybe there'll be some other things thrown in, just more for fun to keep us all. And then by the time we get it figured out, Cody will go back on paternity leave, and I'm going to start co-hosting with a puppet, Ooh. A, a legit puppet, not one of my old uh, mental illness puppets Montesquieu? that used to come out in the middle of the. Maybe Montesquieu <laughs> comes out. Maybe uh, who else? Oh, this lady comes back. <gasps> Is that Tawdry Sex? <laughs> no, wasn't Tawdry Sex one of yours? No, Tawdry Sex is one of yours. Oh. <laughs> who is that? You know who, you know who will not come back? Emperor Finojito. 
he cannot come back. Really? I think that <laughs> maybe just to get maybe the final episode to get us uh, canceled. That we would have be to it. get we the last episode we have to get canceled. Yeah, yeah. See, Mike asked Emperor Finahito. No, I don't know. Oh, Finahito. I only had two. I had Montesquieu and you had Def Leppard. Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Yeah, Depeche Mode. Yeah. I can't, I'm going to have to go back and listen to, uh, l- look back. Anytime, I get scared though, anytime I start thinking about the puppets, about the horrific Valentine's Day puppet disaster. <laughs> so that's, What? That was when we were, all, we were supposed to do all this and you ended up answering phones. And so I was, it, it just, it turned bad. I vaguely remember that. I just remember when we did uh, the trivia overnight and I was Depeche Mode and a listener legitimately thought that Depeche Mode was in the studio. Yes. Which is great. We, you know, we had some, uh, we we had some listeners that might've been either under the influence or uh, maybe all, not all there. And I loved them all. We had some producers and news people that definitely were not all there. <laughs> and a host. So it uh, it all, everybody fit in. We were on the same bus. Hey, I went to the theater the other night. What? Yes, I would love to give a little uh, bow tie theater review, Where's if I tie? may. Where's your tie? Uh, well, I took it off. I, I haven't, it's been so hot that most people have not been wearing, I have not been wearing bow ties, nor has Paul Lisnick. My bow tie, uh, compatriot so we went to see the devil wears prada the musical which is only in town until august 21st at the nederlander theater it is based on the book and the movie of the same name the devil wears prada did you ever see that movie cody no with meryl streep and anne hathaway no and stanley tucci and uh emily blunt those are the four big characters fine movie you know it's it's okay i don't it's not a movie that I would go, oh, I got to watch this over and over, but it's an enjoyable movie. And Meryl Streep does a great job as Miranda Priestly. Well, now they're making it a musical. And I'm like, eh. But then I hear Elton John is doing all the music. And I'm like, oh. And then some Tony Award winners have uh, written this, the book, the script. And I'm like, hmm. And the woman playing Miranda Priestly, who, uh, um, whose name is Beth Leval, she also has won a Tony. And I'm like, huh, all right. But I still go into it the other night without high expectations. Because, you know, I saw the Pretty Woman musical, and it was like, eh, okay, it was enjoyable. Um, seen some other ones that had been made into some of the Cruel Intentions, some other movies and things that have been made into musicals. Some of them are okay. Some of them are just, eh. So I go in not thinking it's going to be bad, but not really expecting a whole lot. And man, was I wrong. The woman who plays, uh, the woman who plays Emily, which is the snarky assistant that Emily Blunt played, uh, Megan Masako Haley. Hilarious. From the very first, from her very first lines, the first act, you know how, when I really like something, I laugh loud Everybody around me was like, who's this guy laughing at? I was laughing like a maniac. It was real. The first act was really, really funny. So um, Andy Sachs is played by Taylor Iman Jones. 
and her first interaction with Miranda Priestley as she's trying to get her the job and her interactions with Emily, who is the the first assistant and she's interviewing to be the second assistant. The, the, the dialogue is fast. It's tight. The laughs are there. The laughs are big. Uh, Javier Munoz, who plays Nigel, the character that Stanley Tucci played in the movie, really, really funny, really, uh, as, as the show goes on in the second act, he reveals a real deep pathos and humanity that was great. So the first act is hilarious because it's everything leading up to her going to Paris. And if you've seen the movie or read the book, the play, the musical stays pretty true to the book. A couple, couple little changes, but nothing that alters the entire, uh, the entire story. So then act two is her paying the price for getting to go to Paris and struggling. And, and if I don't want to spoil anything, but there's, there's still laughs. There's still, uh, wonderful music. It's a little more heartfelt and then a very triumphant ending to the show. Um, there were a couple things that I thought could have been tightened up and this is the pre Broadway run. So it's heading off after the uh, 21st, it's heading to Broadway. The, um, there was one dance sequence right before, um, the ball in Paris toward the end of act one that I was like, all right, that probably could have either been tightened up or gone. And there was one little thing with Emily toward the beginning where she's levitated and I'm like, eh, all right, that seems kind of silly, but, um, Overall, it was great. The whole ensemble, most of them looked like they could be working at a fashion magazine. They were tall and angular, and the men were stunning, and the women were beautiful, and uh, everything was going along. And I got to say, they it, it was opening night, so the producers and everybody was there. And afterwards, the producers and the the director, everybody was on stage, and they were talking about how hard it had been to get this show up. They had 11 people in the time that they've been auditioning go out with COVID. The guy who played one of the leads came back that day from isolation to, to be on stage. So it has been, it was a Herculean task to get this show up. And Elton John had been there on Thursday night. He had gone and met the cast and everything because his show in Chicago was Friday. And everybody had said the reason they were doing opening night on Sunday was because he was still going to be around. So the whole night, everybody's like, is he coming? Is he coming? Is he going to come out at curtain call? And he did not. Uh, according to Dean Richards, who I was, uh, talking to afterwards, you know, I like to hobnob with the media, the media, uh, influencers. Dean said that he left town right after his show on Friday. So, Mm. But back to the back to the performance. If you liked the movie, if you read the book, you got to go see this. It's only here for two more weeks, then it's going to go to Broadway. Then you're going to be priced out. You're never going to get to see it again until it comes back. It is. It was a lot of fun, and for me to say this is something because it wasn't like I said. My expectations were here, and they were exceeded up to here. So. If you want to see The Devil Wears Prada, the musical, music by Elton John, uh, it's playing now through August 21st at the Nederlander Theater. If you go to broadwayinchicago.com, you can get your tickets. Five bow ties, man. you got to go. 
you got to go see this. It is, I was howling during the first act. So there you go. That's, that's my review, Cody. Pretty great. That's the one. It was, dude, it was so much fun. And everybody was saying the same thing. Debbie, everybody else I talked to, it was like, we didn't really know what to expect. But man, this was fun. And that's a great, that's a great experience, you know? And the, the only issue, and this has nothing to do with the show, we had wonderful seats. We were like row S, but right, right in the middle. And that's row S is where the floor starts to go up. And so perfect. I didn't have to lift my head. My head, I could have had my head in a vice and I would have been staring right at the stage. Fantastic. Right behind us though, were some older folks who's, who had a family, who had family members involved in the production. One, as we heard ad nauseum, their daughter was the costume designer who was an award-winning costume designer and the costumes were great. Um, and somebody, and the, another couple had somebody else and they talked nonstop. Oh no. They had, they had seen the show a couple times after every song they had to make comments. Uh, I'm seething, but I just kept kind of turning around. I guess one time at one point, Debbie turned around and said, can you please stop talking? And you know, that was the only drawback, but Hey, that's going out in public. That's the problem. Did um, they stop talking? No, they had every song. They had a comment every and every, you know how, when you're watching a movie or, or it, your son, when he sees a truck, gets all excited. Ooh, you know, that's what they were doing during their, Ooh, or if something bad happened, Oh, it was like, you've seen it. You know, what's happening. We've all seen the movie. We know the story. Settle down gramps. But I didn't let it, I didn't let it affect my joy. I enjoyed it very much. And so uh, that's that. Thought I was going to get in an active shooter situation today. As where? I started, where else would a man get in an active shooter situation? I was not in school, so I was at Walmart. Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, no. Walmart. Chuck E. Cheese would have been a fist fight. Hmm. Chuck E. Cheese always fist fight. Um, the... I have to be careful how I uh, phrase this because I go to a sketchy Walmart. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Wouldn't hey, you? Hold on. Is there such a thing as a non-sketchy Walmart? No, I guess there, no, I guess some, some Walmarts are just in different areas. Uh, the one I go to with borders on sketchy town. And so it's sketchy. Do you, do you need to let Gidget out before you tell this? No, Gidget is uh, Gidget's laying here right next to me. She's very. Uh, the other morning, I thought uh, I she's down. I hear her and she's she's being so loud, and I'm like, I knew Debbie was up, and I'm like, why isn't she letting the dog out? So I get up, and I come. I'm I'm going down the stairs. And I go, Debbie, can't you let her out? And she's like. She doesn't want to go out. She just came in. She's just talking to me. She was sitting in front of Debbie, just so loud that it was like she was very upset about something and she needed to get it out. And yesterday morning I get up and her, she waits because she knows when I get up every morning, she gets a rice cake um, as a treat because it started years ago when one of our dogs needed to lose weight. And they told us unsalted plain rice cakes have no calories. They will help fill the dog up and they won't, they'll help them lose weight. Well, Gidget 
was around when that dog was trying to lose weight. So she just got in the habit of always having a rice cake. So she waits. And when I come downstairs, she starts her soliloquy until I walk in the kitchen. I go, is this what you want? And honest to God, you're going to think I'm crazy. She'll go like, she answers me. And Debbie, and yesterday, so I go, is this what you want? And then I said, oh, mom didn't give you one? And she went, and Debbie's like, oh my God, she said no. (laughs) So yeah, she talks to us quite a bit and we're lonely. We, uh, We really, now that we're actually making up, but she does, she's very loud. So I go to Walmart today in the sketchy neighborhood. Uh, There was an upgrade at this Walmart. They now uh, have their carts with a taller, the handles are taller in the seat, which is going to help all the uh, lazy people who lean over the cart when they're at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Instead of pushing. And this happens not just at Walmart. I see it at Jewel, but mostly at Walmart where people go in and I think the greeters remove their spines because automatically they flop over their cart. And then they just lumber through the aisles like some sort of monster who can't really move, but their tentacles shoot out. Oh, geez, it's uh, creamsicles. Uh. <laughs> uh. So that would be a great out of context quote right there. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I still did that. I wish we did too. Those were hilarious. You did such a good job with those. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm in there. And as you walk in, just off to your left is the produce department. All the way, if you go all the way back, that's where the dairy stuff is. I was about one aisle away from the end. So I'm down down near the uh, pop aisle. And all of a sudden, there is screaming at a volume that you wouldn't believe. I hear it literally across the store these voices just hollering and screaming. And then I hear someone yell, call the police. And people start running, but they're running toward Of course. The fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, of And course. I'm like, that's not the way to run. Um, but so I stand there for a little, I say a couple minutes. It was f- seconds, you know. I stand there and I'm listening and the yelling is going on and on and everybody's running past me and everybody's like, oh man, stuff jumping off at the wall bar. We got to go. We got to go see what's happening. And I'm like, hmm, I don't think I should run toward it, but I got to see what's happening. So I start walking tentatively. I'm never, I'm never in a place where if God forbid shots started ringing, I was not in the line of fire. I don't think from the thing. And it turns out I was not. Cause I get to the bakery and I duck in behind the muffins and I'm peeking out. I was just standing there, but I need to build the drama. And I see these two couples screaming at each other. And I see produce all over the floor, oranges, lemons, apples, onions. There's stuff all over the floor. And somebody's screaming, you're going to do that in front of the children. And there, one of the couples had a two-year-old in the cart Uh, and people were just screaming and Walmart employees are trying to hold everybody back and they're yelling, call the police, call the police. And I'm like, oh man, nothing good's happening here at the Walmart. So I better go finish my shopping. So I go get my stuff. And now I check out and I'm walking out and there were four police cars out front. One of them looked like he was going to drive, like he had driven up, like he was driving into Walmart. He wasn't even going to stop because the car was up on the sidewalk angled at the door. And I'm like, Man, this guy really, he was coming in hot. 
He was not going to get all Uvalde and stay out there and wonder what was happening. This guy was jumping in. There were all these, all these police officers in the produce department. Uh, Walmart employees were pointing other, other civilians were given statements. And so now there's the four cop cars outside. And as I, as I'm crossing into the parking lot, all of a sudden an ambulance comes flying in, you know, lights, sirens, the whole, uh, the whole shebang. And it's, it's like, what is going on? So I tell Debbie, okay, uh, you can't, you can't drive your Kia to Milwaukee and you can't go back to sketchy Walmart. She won't go to Walmart anyway. She refuses. She will not. She will go. She doesn't mind that I go because, you know, you always save a few pennies here and there. She'll go to Target, but she won't go to Walmart. So I don't have to worry. My mom's the same way. You know, in their onboarding materials, they actually explain how to apply for, I think it's Social Security. No, Medicaid or something like like how to apply for food stamps, like literally. Walmart employees onboarding? Apparently. I don't know. Really? Who do you or know I that applied that... for uh, Walmart? <clears throat> uh, I may have made that up. Let me fact check myself. One second. Yeah, you should. Uh, that's fake news. That might be fake news. I hope it's not. I wouldn't want. Man, I hope you don't have fake news, Cody. That Let's would not see. be good. All right. A guy tweeted some guy named Dan Price. Walmart pays so little that its onboarding process has info on how to sign up for food stamps and Medicaid. Uh, Who's Dan Price, if I may ask? I don't know. A lot of people have shared this, though. Maybe it's a joke. Could be. Ah, he's a millionaire. Who knows? (laughs) I don't. I don't know. Uh, Listen, we'll put it out there. It's all alleged. Can we say allegedly? Do you want to stand behind it? Uh, It's false. It's false. Just, just snopes it. No, I'm looking at Reddit comments. Uh, people don't think it's real. I don't see how it could be. Here we go. News.ycombinator.com. What is this? You're going you're gonna to end up getting yourself another virus other than the COVID if you keep uh, clicking on all these websites. That's going to be bad. Well, CNBC reports Walmart and McDonald's are among top employers of Medicaid and food stamp beneficiaries. So take with that what you will. Yeah. I would like for the IRS to go after them. Maybe. Maybe they Maybe will. Maybe the Let's mega hope. billionaire owned corporations. Yes. Whose that's, workers that's part of the deal. Are the top employers for Medicaid and food stamps. And people say like small business this, small business that. No, it's the big ones that are doing this. The underpaying. Fight the power, Cody. Yeah. You and your boy Bernie, Bernie trying to get those uh, hearing aid stuff in. Nobody wants to listen to Bernie anymore. The other wacky Democrats write him off like a lunatic. Our government's in shambles, but I will say I'm relatively, I'm relatively generally happy with this big Democrat bill. Uh, Again, not happy about the IRS part. Not confident in any way, in any way that they're going to go after corporations. I think they're going to go after the middle class and people who can't afford CPAs and who can't afford the time or resources to do audits. And I'm very mad about it. Uh, and I really hate, hate the Democratic Party, but I hate them both, so it's fine. <laughs> and Kennedy. that's Cody's weekly rant against the government. See, there's a say, see that now, who is saying, uh, so, so Tom's to earlier, your point about the, the structure, right? 
see if we had structure and we said, here's Cody's 30 second chance to rant about how much he hates the American government. Like that's a segment. Then I would be yeah. constrained to that 30 seconds. And that I think everybody would appreciate. <laughs> maybe we do. Maybe we do that. Uh, like that point counterpoint sports show. And we have a buzzer when our stories are going too long. It just time has run out. <clears throat> Next story. <laughs> Love it. Speaking of billionaires, oh, you hear about Vince McMahon? What's the newest? I know he I know he stepped down allegedly. Yeah, yeah there was a bleach. Is that a work though? No, it's real. Okay. So Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, uh, he's been a pro wrestling journalist forever tweeted earlier today wwe's investigations have found another five million dollars in payments made that they weren't aware of related to vince mcmahon payments to two people in 2007 and 2009 really vince mcmahon getting vince. in trouble for the ladies are you surprised though does any of that surprise you and cnn confirming it by the way WWE on Tuesday disclosed additional unrecorded expenses now totaling $19.6 million wow. related to Vince. How do you, how do you not, how do you have so much money? I don't that know. You That's record 19.6 million. Right. And how do you keep it covered? You know, you've got to have business managers and accountants and lawyers, all those, everybody must know about it. Cause you can't, unless I don't know. Listen, I don't know. Maybe at WrestleMania, he just gets a briefcase for a, a footlocker full of cash that he has two of the uh, undercard guys carry out to his van. You know, who knows? I got a feeling. I have a feeling because Vince comes from that old school uh, wrestling circuit stuff where I'm sure there was a lot of cash payments and back in back in the old days of wrestling, a lot of chicanery uh, going on. So I'm sure some of those old school tactics carry over into the uh, new millennium. Yeah. That would just be my guess. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Listen, if, uh, cause I can't get sued by Vince McMahon. I don't have that kind of cash. <laughs> What's he going to take my captain America glass. I don't know. My replica Stanley cup ring. I don't know, man. Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing for Vince to take. Nothing. I'll drive. I'll drive my cars up to Milwaukee so they get stolen. <laughs> he doesn't get those either. Perfect. Because we got two Kias and a Hyundai in the family, so that's it. Two Kias and a Hyundai uh, sounds like a porno there. <laughs> wow, that really doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. All right, before we get out of here, I just have to. Uh, I just have to confirm that you are giving up on the clam bed, and you are going with a regular bed. Unless you want to buy me the clan bed, it was only like I'm not, 16, I think it was 16 grand. Yeah. yeah. 16 grand. But listen, I know you're a big, uh, you know, your Bitcoin is really paying off. I could, I could sell. You, some could, you could skim some, yeah. Skim some crypto gravy. Get your kid a clan bed. Look, I, I, I could swing it. I'm not going to spend $16,000 on last week's discovery, which was a clam bed that just made Brian's life better. You know what? It brought, well, you saw there was unbridled joy. I haven't, I haven't been hit. I don't know why it hit me so funny. Uh, if you didn't hear it, go back to last week's episode. It was, uh, I lost all composure and yeah. I'm not ashamed to say it. 
Not ashamed to say it at all. All right, next week we're going back to Mondays, correct? Correct. That is correct. That is the 15th of August. Can you? It's, I can't believe it's already the 15th of August next week. School's starting up in a couple of weeks. The summer is almost over. Uh, it's been so nasty that we can't really sit out. Uh, that's why I'm looking forward to like some autumn, autumn nights out on the deck. When does your school year start? Uh, two weeks, two weeks, the school, school starts. So I don't know when I'll, I, I will be doing some subbing. I'm not going, uh, back full time, but I, I, I will be full time basically, but I am, uh, I'm trying to, I think I'm going to stay doing the virtual games until we get back from Ireland. Hmm. I just don't really want to risk. I've never been paranoid about getting sick before but I do not want to get sick. Yeah. I don't want to get sick. I've got, you know, I reached out to everybody, all my relatives, we've got things locked in, you know, I gotta, I gotta go. I get Let's it. Get man. on that plane, man. I gotta get out of here. I've started, I've got paperwork going for, uh, to get on the foreign name registry list. You know, maybe one day I get a passport, maybe I, you know, dual citizenship. Maybe I start doing, maybe I start doing, uh, you know, mornings in Galway. <laughs> Who knows? I would listen. Afternoon drive in Limerick. <laughs> that, and the whole show is just me doing Limericks and playing uh, jigs and reels. Oh, that's, that's the whole. Yes. Full time, Mart. I was a, uh, I was full time. Same building every day. You show up every day and they put you where they need you cadre sub it's called so yes that was that all right so next week we will be here uh good luck with your throat i uh, what what the doctor say today other than you're gonna cough for the rest of your life nothing i'm fine she, and, she, and she did say you know because i was like well should i get a booster now and she's like you have the best protection you could get right now because your body's yeah. making the antibodies because you had covid yeah oh, and then it's now, not does, just that is not to say go get COVID, but no. it, she's, she's, she was, well, I use you, I use yeah. you as a cautionary tale. I say, listen, you do what you want, but you know, a friend of mine who's in his thirties got it really bad and he's vaccinated and boosted. He was, you know, he's all set and he got it bad. So you, you do not want it. Did they, is it, uh, is it interacting with your other stuff? Is it with diabetes and stuff? Is it causing any problems there? Not really. When I had it, it was my blood sugar was crazy. I just like I was just like sitting there like feeling crappy. I hadn't eaten or drank anything in a while. And suddenly I look at my little monitors beeping and my blood sugar just like tripled. Oh god. Like skyrocketed. I was like, what the hell is going on? I took a ridiculous amount of insulin. Didn't even eat anything. <laughs> I was like, okay, Jeez. I guess my body wants the sugar just dumped out. But okay, let's go, let's do this. Yeah, you got to take care of that. Oh man! Well, I hope your throat uh, starts feeling better as the day goes on, or the the day, the week. Me too. Oh, uh, it's getting sweaty. Thank you. I hope your arm feels better. You're sweaty. I I started physical therapy. I've got it tomorrow, and then next week I go to the uh, to the doctor again. It's just you know, I'm getting tired of this this whole thing, and it's I, I don't want. I will only say I'm concerned with you know because when you're in a brace for a while, things are not as mobile. And so that's got me a little worried, but what are you going to do? You know, move on and do what's what? Well, I'm going to see if, uh, going to see if I can have a conversation with Gidget 
find out what's going on. And uh, she's obviously got some sort of issue, and we'll do that. But as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, the comments, the folks in the uh, who are commenting. Tell your friends, uh, like, follow, don't hate, constipate. Appreciate. Appreciate. That's it. Don't hate, appreciate. That makes more sense. All right. You always get the final word. Generate. I have other words that rhyme with uh, rhyme with that, but I'm going to leave them on Bye. the plate.